0: time for our spotlight on real estate. Joining us now to discuss his outlook for REITs is Rich Anderson, Managing Director and Senior REIT Analyst at SMBC Nico Securities America. Rich, thank you so much for being with us. There's so much to discuss in the world of REITs. Of course, I mean, we could start with the Fed and REITs. But you have some real shifts that are happening, whether it's generational, whether it's women versus men, you have a lot to discuss here. But first, just give you the big picture, the business side of it, um, when we talk about raising rates and such.
1: Yeah. So thanks for having me. Um, obviously, interest rates going up is a is a bad uh, environment in and of itself for the REITs that are um, income oriented uh, investments. Uh, the generalist investor that really holds the key about outperformance or underperformance for the REITs will look to the to the sector and and question the value of a dividend yield if interest rates are going up. So alternatives, fixed income alternatives to the REIT model, and so you know you. Can expect some volatility downward in the REIT space if the only thing you're talking about is, is rising interest rates. However, that's not what the only thing we're talking about. We're talking about uh, right. rising inflation and so on. And so there's more to talk about than simply interest rates and REITs are, are going to underperform. There's, there's a lot of tools in the shed these days uh, and, and creating some interesting opportunities from, a, from our perspective in, in formulating our views on the REITs.
0: What's interesting is you said there is some predictability in multifamily REITs that you like and you appreciate. In fact, you have some picks for us today um, that include Essex, um, UDR Inc., Avalon Bay, and Apartment Income REIT. But it's really about a systemic change that's happening. Explain that.
1: So, yes, uh, broadly speaking, uh, cities are opening up uh offices are opening up uh for good it seems uh, amenities all the things that attract people to come to the cities are are you know revitalizing in most areas of you know the gateway market um uh, in coastal regions of the country and so we're seeing people move back to the urban centers uh and and not necessarily at the expense of the sun belt but you know more on equal playing field whereas during the pandemic you know people were it was a flight away from the urban centers and the and the Density to to you know perhaps safer places to be. Um, that's kind of reversing now in our view. And so our, our calls that you just listed generally have a sort of a, a, a an underlying theme of of urban or close-in uh, suburbs. Uh, you mentioned uh, women versus men, and uh, you know the issue of of uh, abortion rights uh, you know starts to take tenor, center center stage to some degree in this in this call as well. Uh, because what if you How are does that a, work? A, a yeah? So what if you're a woman who lives in Texas, but happens to be pro-choice? and wants to have uh, the, the flexibility to, you know, have an abortion if if you, if you that situation ever arises. I'm not saying that this is an overwhelming uh, d- demand force uh, for the multifamily space. But on top of everything I else, else I just said, I think that there's a real, you know, conversation to be had there. Um, I, I, right. I say this so uh, with tenure. Let me
0: just ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. And I'm not being political because I'm just going to stick to no. business. But- let's not, let's so not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, no, no. But I do want to know if you think it might go the other way. For example, like if if women who are more pro-choice might move to New York, are there women who may move out of states that are, you know, more liberal or whatever and move to more conservative states? But you think it's going to go more one way than the other?
1: But why would they do that? Because in a a, a, a pro-choice location, you have the choice to... an abortion so i would say perhaps there'll be some of that but i would say i would lean more toward uh you know the reverse um you know i wanted to i wanted to bring up millennials
0: you You talked about generations too versus buying versus renting give me some themes that you're seeing there even the baby boomers what themes are you seeing in the age groups
1: so millennials were a huge driving force for multifamily five, 10 years ago. Uh, now they are getting older, they're having children, uh, they need more space, and perhaps we'll be looking to a single family home um, as opposed to living in an apartment. And so so that's sort of waning down, but then you have the baby boomer generation and empty nesters that are perhaps suck, sapping up some of that, that lost demand. So the, the, there's a lot of shells moving around in multifamily demand, but I think it's still quite strong. Uh, and. A lot, of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of reasons to be excited, particularly looking into 2023 right. and the growth potential for the space.
0: Yeah. yeah. And let me ask you this, because I was looking at the charts, you know, if I were to put all four of these stocks um, on top of one another on a comp chart, they're very similar, right? They, many of which hit recent highs in April, they moved to new lows in June, but you think that because now they're at these lows, they have some upside potential?
1: I do. And, and, you know, the multifamily sector is, is made up of some very high quality companies. Uh, and I'm not suggesting you can just throw a dart and, and be a winner uh, in this space. But, but, you know, certainly across the board, quite, quite high quality companies. Uh, and I think people, okay, we know that we're getting good growth today or a superb growth, but now they're questioning how does that translate into 2023, perhaps with a recession, mm-hmm. you know, a conversation and all that. So um, we, we, We think that 2023 is going to be an outstanding year for multifamily. Even if there is a recession, you could have above trend growth just because of what's happening today.
0: Yeah. Is there anything on the other side of the coin that you would stay away from in the world of real estate?
1: Well, uh, we have had a, a bearish view of the industrial space and and, and that's a, a fantastic business model that has ridden the, the, the coattails of Amazon and, and other e commerce players. Yeah. Um, and, and you know we're seeing that obviously wane now in an inflationary environment. And so we think that now's the time to take a bit of a pause in industrial. It's not a forever call, nothing is, but uh, but but for the time being we think there's more alpha generating potential in in in, in other areas of the real estate uh, continuum. and and one of them being multifamily.
0: Yeah, and the multifamily stories you said really has had some predictability which is helpful to an investor as well. Rich, thank you so much. A great breakdown of the group. We appreciate it. Rich Anderson, SMBC News. Thank you you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks.